Reality rejected. Synapses shattered. Be banished from this world! It is I, the Eye of the Wicked Lord. And today, we're reviewing Love Tune to Be Another Delusions with Eric. Fool! I'm not Eric, for I am the Dark Flame Master. Ah, <sighs> God. Or not. No, no, please. Never again. <laughs> I can't take it. I can't take it. The Chuni's too much for me. Chuni's always too much. Yeah. But I hope you enjoyed that treat, audience. Never again. It'll never <laughs> happen again. Um, again. No, please. Uh, but yeah. In uh, this anime chat with Logan and Space Cat, uh, we sit down and talk about uh my uh i can't really say most recent pick a show that i picked a while ago uh that we watched uh love chinibio and other delusions all of it first second season ova's the movie yep it was a lot it was a lot um and uh i hope you enjoy our conversation and uh i hope uh you'll share your opinion of uh this anime as well because i always love hearing what people think about uh Anime that I enjoy. Maybe that's a little bit of a spoiler. Mm. But, yeah. I just like hearing opinions on anime. Yeah? Uh, no. <laughs> Actually, no. I'm good. Um, yeah, without further ado, uh, thank you for listening and we'll uh, catch you later. Can you be time? I'm going to call her Shinko. They never call her that in the show. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to. Okay. I'm recording both in Audacity and Final Cut, so. And they're both recording from the microphone? That's a good question. Just disable every other microphone. I don't think I can disable. I don't think I can do that for uh, the one in my laptop. Tear it out. (laughs) <laughs> yeah where rip it out where is it i don't know where the mic on mine is either i know a few times when i've like played league with my laptop mic i have no idea like yeah. how i sound or i think it might be like up on the screen somewhere yeah it's just a mystery it is indeed they do they do a good job of hiding that stuff <laughs> okay take these off so i can 
feel like I'm actually having a normal conversation. There's nothing normal about uh, there's nothing normal about the upcoming conversation. Are you sure about that? I don't know. Let's have a nice normal discussion about love Trinibio and other delusions. I mean, sounds good to me. About all the normal things that happen. I mean, some of those characters just want to live a normal life. Most. Most. Yeah. Yeah. Eh, not even most, I would say. Half. Yeah, maybe. Maybe half. Um, but yeah. This is the second time that we're going to be recording this. Because I'm a dumb idiot. And, uh, dumb. <sighs> a dumb idiot. And recorded the, the first one from my uh, laptop microphone instead of these wonderful... Expensive microphones that I have. Uh, I mean, technically, I think the microphone is that's more expensive because your laptop is probably more expensive than these. Sure, but if you break down component <laughs> costs, it's probably far, far cheaper. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I tried what I could to recover that audio, and there's no dice, nothing I could do about that's it. That's what it so is. We're going to uh, record it again, and uh, I guess maybe a plus. Uh, I don't remember what we talked about at all last time. Um, There's a couple lessons to be learned. We'd need to go into those here. Sure, sure. Uh, but yeah, so this was uh, my pick after we finished up the first season of Ghost, Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. Um, and why, Logan? Why? Because this is one of my favorite anime. Um, the first season, I should clarify, specify. <laughs> uh, I really, really, really enjoy the first season of Love Chunibyo and Other Delusions, um, just because I think it has a uh, a good story to tell, um, and it has good characters, and I like the the message that it uh, is trying to get across. Um, but I know it's a anime with the uh, chuny characters and why how how was that uh how does it come across how am i supposed to know this chunibio in the show uh no idea yeah you okay. just got to experience it there's no way to know from the title um but you are a uh, known hater of okay uh, chunibio okay yeah <laughs> well this, i think that's a good place to start okay um my feelings on chunibio as a anime character trope. Sure. Uh, I will start off by saying I'm generally not a fan. Because generally I think it's not done that well. Sure. Uh, I think what makes a Chuni character interesting is... Okay. Actually, maybe first we should define what Chunibyo is. Sure. In case anyone doesn't know. Yeah. Because that may not be a well-known thing. Chunibyo is... You know, in quotes, eighth grader syndrome, uh, where you kind of are trying to escape from reality by thinking that you're some sort of, I don't know, hero in a fantasy world or some uh, dark flame master or eye of the wicked lord. Um, Awfully specific there. Yeah, I'm weird. Um, yeah, it's just, a, a, I don't want to say a tool. It's something that children usually use adolescents 
to cope with something that they maybe can't necessarily cope with. Sure. Um, but it's often seen as childish and annoying for the most part, I would say. Yeah. So I guess back to my usual problems. I think normally Chuni characters are kind of boring to me because they don't generally, a lot of them don't change over the course of a series. Sure. They're usually, they're put in there as a Chuni character and they will be a Chuni character throughout. They're generally side characters also. Uh-huh. So they're not going to be the major focus. Yeah. Uh, I think better Chuni characters would be the main character. And I think the most interesting story is them dealing with their problems and finding a way to stop being Chuni. Mm. That may be controversial, but uh, <laughs> it's... Uh, for me personally, I don't... I've never met anyone who have, in real life who I would consider Chuni in the way that is portrayed in anime. So it makes it really hard for me to relate to dealing with people like that. Sure. Because they often come off as completely irrational. And uh, it's yeah, just kind of hard for me to, to wrap my head around how you decide to do that. Like I've known really creative people and people who can probably do that if they wanted to. Sure. But it's, it's seems like a, seems like an odd outlet. Um, especially if someone is more reserved, I feel like you almost have to be an extrovert to yeah, do be, that. To be tuny, which feels kind of contradictory in some ways to me. It, it's again, it's, it's used as a retreat yeah. of some kind um, but I think it's done well sometimes. Uh-huh. I think uh, I would say some of my favorite Chuni characters would probably be like uh, Akko from Bang Dream. Okay. I really appreciate her where she's like actually really aware of her Chuni behavior. Mm-hmm. And she can kind of turn it off whenever she wants to in a... And she just kind of sees it as a cool, fun thing and not really like the way she lives. Yeah. It's, it's a hobby, which that, that feels more believable and relatable to me. Sure. It's like you like looking up these cool, difficult words and coming up with these like spell names and uh, other eccentric, eccentricities. But, uh, you know, you don't believe any of it. Uh, I think another good example is someone like Okabe Rintaro from Steinsgate. Uh, I think if you think about him just a little bit, he's a... Sorry. Hyoyun Kiyomi. Please. <laughs> exactly. He's complete Chuni character. <laughs> uh, I didn't really think about it until after I finished the series. or I don't even think I knew what Chuni was when I first saw Steinsgate. Yeah. So I didn't really, I didn't really think of it that way. But I think he's a good example because you see him kind of work his way through his Chuniism. Because of, uh, well, when <laughs> real world and fantasy collide in a way. Yeah. So I like that. I really appreciate. And I'll just throw a, a, uh, one out here that's, uh, episode one, Senju Gahara is totally Chuni from Bakimonogatari. She's totally Chuni, but she's an awesome character in every way because she doesn't fit any 
stereotypical mold. <laughs> She's an otaku. That's her. That's her mold. She does everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know some some other Chuni characters that you know of. There's uh, Yoshiko from Love Live. Yoshiko, who uh, in the second season got really, really close to being a Chuni character I can like, like a lot. Yeah. With some of her story with Rico. Mm-hmm. But then she just reverts right back and like shows no sign of contemplating changing at all. Like, yeah. I, that was my favorite Yoshiko was in those scenes with Rico where it feels like you're meeting like the real Yoshiko and not Yohane. Mm-hmm. I find Yoshiko way more interesting than Yohane. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and the only other one that I can think of off the top of my head is uh, Megumin. Right. Yeah, I, I really like Megumin too uh, because, well, for one, she can actually do magic. Sure. I think there's a difference there. Yeah. But she is, and like all those uh, Crimson Village magic demon clan whatever their name is <laughs> they're all kind of screwy chuny like characters but they all actually have power and they yeah live in that fantasy world yeah it's different so it, like it it just feels different to me sure but i find her fantastic but uh, of course my favorite is union who is like <laughs> very much not like everyone else in that clan Changes a little bit with the movie, but would would you think of Union as Chuni though? No, no, just the entire villages. Sure, sure, yeah. Um, trying to think if there are any others. Well, the problem is a lot of them to me are forgettable because they don't. Yeah. They're very a lot of them. They're very static. Hmm. Yeah, I'm sure there are a bunch out there that yeah I just can't remember for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, I don't really care for Chuni either, uh, Chuni characters kind of along the same lines as you, mm-hmm. um, where I've never really met anyone that's acted like that. Um, so it's hard to kind of, uh, empathize with what they're going through. Um, but Love Chinibone, other delusions kind of uh, does the reverse of that for me. Mm. Um, maybe go over some staff stuff first, just to kind of get that out of the way. Season one came out in 2012. Uh, there's a season two that came out in 2014. And then there are actually two movies. There's one that's like a recap with a little bit of extra right. footage, uh, which is the Rika version, which I think is between season one and two. Yeah. Because it kind of, I think, doesn't introduce Shishimiya like right at the end. Right at the end, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, there's there was a new movie in 2018 called uh, Take on Me, which was kind of the conclusion of the series. Shrug. Um, directed by Tatsuya Ishihara of Kiwani fame. <laughs> yeah, he's he's directed a lot of shows. Air. Canon, Clonade, uh, Haruhi, Nichijo, Soundyphonium, uh, Myriad Colors, Phantom World. 
Uh, writing series composition was done by Juki Hanada, um, who has done some QAnnie, but also a lot of other stuff. Um, a Place Further Than the Universe, Beyond the Boundary, Grand Belm, uh, Hitori Bochi, Conclay, Love Live, Sunshine, uh, Nichijo, No Game, No Life, Robotics Notes, Sound Euphonium, Steins Gate, and Walk of a Girl. That's quite the list of shows. Yeah. I kind of handpicked some of those for you, Logan. I appreciate that. Yeah, Walk of a Girl <laughs> and uh, Hitori Bochi are probably not ones that normally make people's list of uh, you know credits. I mean, those are a lot of adaptations, but there's also several originals in there, too. Um, was Robotics Notes an original? Or no, it's based no... off the visual novel. Okay, but A Place Further Than the Universe. That was an original. Yeah. Conclave's an original. Love Live? Uh, Love Live was an original. Grand Belm's original. I, yeah, and the other yeah. ones were like adaptations from uh, Novels or whatever, manga, yeah, manga. Whatever. Um, I think that's it for the credits that we have listed here. Um, so yeah, let's kind of, uh, we'll take this season by season and then the movie, uh, we'll start with the first season. Um, I guess like a brief synopsis for this one is, um, Yuta Togashi is starting high school. Um, he suffered from Chunibyo, um, in middle school and he's kind of turning a new leaf. He's done with Chuni. Uh, he's sealed it away. Uh, his dark flame master, his dark past. Um, but he was ready to throw everything out. Yeah, yeah, he is box everything up. Uh huh. Um, but then he meets uh Rika Takanashi, uh, who he meets by her climbing down from the apartment above on a rope as she's like escaping her apartment to go do chuny things. Do you want to see it? Do you want to see it? Do what? What do I want to see? Um. And it's kind of the the story of these two as they kind of, uh, I don't know, traverse the waters of... Well, the struggle is that Yuta is trying to stop being Chuni, and Rika is 100% knows nothing but Chuni yeah. at this point. And trying to kind of suck him back in. Yeah, because that's the person that she knows and can talk to, is mm-hmm. the Dark Flame Master. Yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, Yuta kind of starts to try to kind of help her stop being Chuni, I guess. Um, well, because her sister kind of asks him to, to yeah, to intercede because yeah. she doesn't really know what to do with her anymore. Yeah, yeah, uh, Toka, um, mm-hmm. Rika's sister, who's a, a chef. Um, like a professional chef yeah so she doesn't uh food i or was it i she goes to italy at one point i don't know what her specialty is um but seems like high class restaurant style yeah uh but because of that she's not around often so she can't really look after rika and try to make a concerted effort to uh Mm -hmm. you know help her out of this so yeah she enlists the help of yuta to kind of uh Try to break Rika out of her chuny tendencies. I think she probably recognizes that Yuta is kind of a former chuny himself. Well, I, she knows that for sure because yeah. she yeah, lived yeah, yeah. above him. Yeah. <laughs> um. And then the rest of the the cast is kind of rounded out by 
members of the club that they form called the Far East Magical Napping Society, Summer Thereof, which is the like a combination of three different clubs. Um, so they could actually just get like a club room and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we got Shinka Nibutani, who is also a former uh, Chuni. We don't learn until later, but it's it's not really clear till I don't know, like episode four or five or something, when they kind of reveal her story. Sure. Yeah. She's just a girl that Yuta likes? Yeah, kind of, yeah. Well, she's like, you know, the most popular girl in class, the cutest girl. And uh, she's the class president. Yes. Or. I think she was class president then. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. She, she tries for a lot of things and yeah. at varying degrees of success. Um, she's my favorite character in the show. Spoiler. I know, sorry. Getting that out of the way early. I'll explain why later. Um, we have uh, Kumin Sayuri, who is a year above them. Yeah, she's a second year at this point. A second year yeah. in the first season. Um, and <laughs> her favorite thing to do is nap. Um, Napping is very nice. I had a good nap today. Yeah? I had an okay nap. It wasn't real long. Could have been longer. Um, but yeah, that's where the napping part of the... Uh, club comes from um because she was recruiting members for the napping club like right next to rika rika and yuta for their club yeah and they realized that they could just combine forces to get closer to having a club sure yeah why not right why not yeah there's no clear and defined thing that they do as a club so um and then sanai dekamori is the kind of like the last main character i would say um, sure. who is a year younger than uh, Rika and Yuta and Shinka, um, but is super, super chuny and is uh, Rika's apprentice mm-hmm. or your second in command or whatever. Um, and uh, I don't remember. How did, did they ever say how they met? Online. Online? Yeah. Okay. On like a message board or something. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, just kind of looking at the rest of the class or uh, the cast here. Uh, there's Makoto Ishiki, who's <laughs> as Eric has aptly put, the sad friend. Um, nothing ever goes his way. That's no. okay. Yeah, it, often because of him, not yeah, it's his own fault. Yeah, yeah, he's sowing his own sadness. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's uh, he's almost he's barely in the second season, if I recall. He's, his, his most of his stuff seems to be in the first season. Yeah, yeah. I think he like randomly shows like up. A weird secondary, like even more of a secondary role the uh-huh. second season. Yeah. Um. Because he was Utah's like his main friends. Sure. Heading into high school. Yeah. Well, he's like the first friend that Utah makes in high school. Yeah, because like, they, the they sit they like behind sit, each other yeah. or whatever. And Utah doesn't know what friends are like. <laughs> Yeah, because the Chuni ruined his uh, middle school years. Um, there's Kuzaha and Yumeha, which are uh, Yuta's younger sisters. Um, their teacher, Nanase Sukumo. Who's an interesting teacher. I like a lot of the interactions with her, but she doesn't play much of a role. No. Yeah, it's like she tries to play along in some ways while trying to get what she wants in others. Yeah. She, was, she kind of turns a blind eye. Like, finds a way to give them a club room and then just <laughs> lets them have 
have at it. Let them do whatever they want. Um, That's kind of for the first season. Yeah. Um, so what did you think of uh, of the first season? So I generally liked it. Yeah. I think it did a lot of things well. Uh, it's, I mean, since it's QN, of course, it looks animates well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 2012, so that puts it before Sound Euphonium. And before, I'm trying to place that in the QN universe of order. Uh,. Before no game, uh, before beyond the boundary. Um, so the order of things: Kaon in twenty ten, Nichijou in twenty eleven, Hyoka and Chunibyo in twenty twelve. Okay. And then Tomical Market Beyond the Boundary Free. Okay, and those were all twenty thirteen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it gets a pretty active time. Uh, See, so yeah, it looks good. Sounds good. You know, all the all like production wise, there's no reels. Slouching. Oh yeah, it's about as good as it gets. For the characters, I since they're almost entirely tuny on some level, they kind of frustrate me on a lot of levels. Mm-hmm. But uh, they do. I did like seeing them working through it, growing throughout the season. And kind of working through their, I don't want to say demons. That sounds very tuny. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, like, that was pretty cool. Like, I, I appreciate Yuta's character. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found, like, Rika. I mean, Rika was kind of the hardest for me to kind of get around just because she almost, she, she had the hardest time turning it off. Where, like, Yuta is, I feel like, largely not tuny at this point. Yeah. And he kind of gets pulled into it, but he is very aware of himself doing it. Mm-hmm. Nibutani is kind of out of her tuny, but she kind of unwillingly falls back into it. <laughs> yeah, she reverts. She reverts kind of unwillingly. And, uh, like, Dekamori, she has, like, school mode, where she's a very proper student and gets great grades and then there's like Mjolnir's hammer, hammer yeah and crazy uh crazy Dekamori that's uh a bit much at times and then there's Kumi who just kind of watches it all and thinks it's lovely <laughs> she's just enjoying life yeah uh I don't know if... so it's like I think the cast is good mm-hmm and then the story that they tell this first season is uh, along the lines of what I kind of want to see. We see everyone kind of exploring their own tunism, what it means, what it could ultimately mean for their futures. Mm-hmm. Thinking about this, all the while, uh, Yuta and Rika getting closer and closer to each other. Mm-hmm. You know, very much in a semi-frustrating way, but it's <laughs> like the best that Rika can seem to work with is the whole like lovers pact that's at the end of the season yeah i mean i feel like my my peak enjoyment of the series is probably around like episodes 10 through 12 or so sure right at the end uh when 
Rika kind of drops the Chuni for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I found that really interesting, but it's also kind of frustrating because of she seemed like she was trying really hard to quit cold turkey. Yeah. Which I find pretty unreasonable. Uh, I think it would work for some things, but she was basically forcing herself not to enjoy things that she enjoys, which I think is a pretty terrible way to do things. You know, there's still room to enjoy fantasy elements without being Junie. Yeah, and I think that's something that we'll we'll get into uh, as we talk about the movie, especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, um, it doesn't have to be cut and dry. Right. Uh, but... Yeah, I I completely agree. I think peak love Chini Be and other delusions is those last few episodes. Um, yeah, of season one of season one, because yeah, I think they they do a wonderful job of kind of uh, having the characters realize things and uh, mm-hmm. make decisions on those things. Yeah, where like Yuta embraces some of his Chuni mm-hmm. and. Rika embraces her past. Yeah, embraces her past and kind of confronts it. It's like cool, looking good. Sure, sure, looking right good. trajectory. Uh huh. Um, unfortunately, I shouldn't say unfortunately. I don't think it carries over well into the second season. I don't know if that's fair either, because I feel like. The second season introduces a new character. Um, mm-hmm. It does take place in the next year. I think it, start, it starts right off at the new school year. The second year, yeah. So now they're a year older. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, uh, we are greeted to uh, a girl named Satone Shichimia, uh, who we find out is a a childhood friend of uh, Yuta's and is also super deep into uh, Chinibio. Calling herself uh, Sophia Ring, um, a magical devil girl. Exactly. <laughs> um, which uh, kind of uh, starts to cause problems for uh, Rika, especially as um, she and Yuta are essentially dating at this point, um, at least in name, if not in <laughs> actions. Um, which is a, a big part of kind of the second season is mm-hmm. their lack of uh, progress uh, romantically. It's driving Nibutani insane. Yeah, and me. <laughs> um, which is maybe why I relate so much to Nibutani. Just kiss, damn it. Uh, you just um, the table right there. I, so I really wanted to, but I can't. <laughs> I will gently lay my hand on the table. Um yeah, they kind of uh, pick up where they left off character-wise um, with nothing really having changed. Well, the uh, main change was Rika moving in with Yuta. Was that... Was that the end of the season? Or I think it was like the end of the, the first movie is... Uh, her having to move out. I think it was the end of the first season. Yeah, because... end of the first season of the movie, like things were kind of 
in progress towards that. And then the second season starts with her moving out and moving in with... Well, because I remember uh, the, the, the reason why is because um, Rika's grandfather, who I guess is like the name on the lease or whatever for the apartment that they had above Utah's, um, like preemptively cut the lease short... Yeah, so they had to kind of scramble. Uh, yeah, so Rika comes back thinking that she's going to have a place to live. Uh, lo and behold, the movers are taking stuff out of the apartment. And uh, she has to figure out <laughs> where she's going to live now. And so, yeah, uh, she shacks up with uh, Yuta, whose mom and youngest sister uh, move out Morocco? to... Wherever Yuta's dad was working. Yeah, it was like Jakarta or something. Jakarta? Yeah, I don't know. That sounds yeah, right. Sounds right. Um, but anyway, it's, it's basically uh, Yuta and Rika now living together. Um, I think uh, Kuzaha eventually joins them uh, yeah. when the school year starts. I don't remember where I was going with any of that. Anyways, yeah. The. The second season kind of uh, frustrated me just because it felt like there was a a distinct lack of progress um, from beginning to end. I think there was a lot of good stuff in the middle, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of good character moments, um, but the needle just didn't feel like it moved much at all. Especially with the progress made the first season. Yeah. It just made it even more glaring that they were really getting anywhere in the second season i think mm-hmm. i even fell asleep during one episode in the second season. <laughs> i mean yeah they, they um, were just spinning wheels at yeah some points though i will say it really surprised me how much i ended up liking kichimia mm-hmm. i mean normally I'm, i don't care much for like a third wheel and a love triangle kind of thing sure. showing up late yeah but like her as a character i came to really like uh-huh because I, because at some point uh, with Yuta, I think she she was just gonna quit, kind of quit being Chuni. Yeah. But then she made a decision to embrace it, and like that's just how she's gonna live her life. But I really like that because it comes off as a choice to me. Sure. She it's... she really can turn it off whenever she wants to. Mm-hmm. But this is what she finds fun. This is what she finds interesting. So she learns to embrace it. And yeah. I like that. She's not kind of struggling through this weird thing or kind of unknowingly yeah. does things. She kind of actively, she's actively tuny, which yes. is, I think, a different, interesting, different take on that style of character. And I think she's, she had a lot of really good lines and things to say. Mm-hmm. I don't remember any of at this point. Sure. Yeah. It's been a while, unfortunately. Um, but I I really liked her arc in this season. I think it's the strongest arc of this season is hers. The just what she goes through, and even ultimately at the end, it's I don't. She doesn't surrender necessarily to Rika, but she, I think she, she backs off a bit. Sure. Yeah. yeah. She she knows how things are going to play out and yeah. so she makes her choice yeah i think she kind of respects what yuta thinks too and like she knows that you know it's kind of one way 
That's cool. Yeah. I'm glad to see that. <laughs> um, so, yeah. At the end of the second season, um, things don't feel like they've necessarily changed much. Um, there is one kind of odd OVA after season two. Sucked. Yeah. That, uh, um, as Eric described it after we watched it, he, uh, said that it just felt like the characters weren't themselves. Uh, and I agree. It was just kind of a weird one. Um, but then we have the movie, mm-hmm. um, which picks up in their third year. Um, like the beginning of their third year. Yeah, because like, well, Kumin just graduated because she's still kind of around. Yeah, I don't know how that works in Japan. I think they just graduated, but yeah, I don't. Maybe it was like it was the break between, you know, the end of the second year and the beginning of the third, probably or something like that. I mean, it starts off with uh, Nibutani being the new vice president. Sure. Sure. So, like, I think they're, they are technically third years at this point. Okay. But I think maybe maybe you uh, Kumin just kind of came back and visited for briefly. <laughs> maybe. I don't remember. There there was a reason why. Um, but, yeah, again. It's... He's barely in the movie anyway. So sure. It's not important. Uh, but the... Kind of a crux of the movie is uh, Toka, uh, Rika's sister. Is back. Uh, yeah, is back from Italy, uh, where she went to, you know, be a chef. And uh, tells Rika that uh, she's going with her back to Italy. Just like that. Just like that. No warning, nothing. She gets no say in it. Uh-huh. And uh, because you of this... failed. Yeah, because Yuta couldn't change her, or wasn't making enough progress yeah. for uh, Toka's liking. Um, so Rika and Yuta decide to elope uh, after the encouragement of uh, Nibutani and uh, yeah, Shishimiya. Kumin was there. Kumin was there as well. Yeah. yeah, they all kind of agreed to they should just do that. Yeah, just run away, um, and it's kind of a romp around japan yeah kind of you know visiting various places um while being chased by uh atoka and uh nibutani and um i forgot her name uh dekamori because uh <laughs> they got blackmailed by toka to kind of uh help capture yep uh rika and yuta um yeah i uh the movie to me was kind of confusing and disappointing. Um, there was progress romantically, which I appreciate. Um, but kind of the way things play out was perplexing to me and the whole kind of story overall, once we kind of figure stuff out, we find out the reason for things. I don't like it at all. Mm. Um, yeah, it just came across as bad. I don't know. I don't know how else <laughs> to say it. 
Yeah, I think one of the things that kind of rubbed me the wrong way is in the first season, it really feels like a kind of a dissection of Chinibio, mm-hmm. kind of looking at it trying, and it seemed fairly even-handed on its on kind of the opinion of chuni like it doesn't feel like it's either pro or against mm-hmm. Chinibio. but then the, the second season plus the movie feels like they're just saying man chuni is just awesome and everyone should be chuni it feels like it's just going so much farther in that direction where even like ultimately the ending of the movie, it's just like, yeah, Chuni's great. <laughs> Who cares that you need to, you know, next year you're graduating and need to find a job and move out and or go to school or something. Uh, but your grade sucks, so you're probably not going to college. Yeah, or... so it's, I mean, I think Toka brings it up at some point asking Yuta about like, you know, it's like, what's what's she gonna do next year? Yeah, it's like you, she can't just keep being like this. You can't feed yourself. For the most part doing that sure and but it was also extremely frustrating that maybe they were some of this in the second season as well but like the thought that it's black and white either you're chuny or you're not and there's yeah. no room for any kind of, any creativity at all yeah as a person yeah i think the movie just goes so far into that realm that yeah it's kind of off-putting to me yeah th- i like I love Toka as a character in the first two seasons. I think she's absolutely fantastic. Um, and in the movie, she's just she's like evil. creepy and predatory. Yeah, and weirdly like uh, it's she comes off so weird in the movie. Yeah, it just feels out, way out of character from what we saw, or it feels like a um, kind of a projection of her character. Sure, in a kind of a weird direction that feels and especially with the reveal at the end it's just like it just didn't have to do it that way yeah it just comes off so wrong and it's it's frustrating people just need to talk to each other <laughs> use your words use your words yeah literally explain one thing and everything about this movie is different yeah oh, man it could have been it could have been so much fun could have been such a fun movie but all instead, i wanted it was a Tomiko love story version. <laughs> Just go in that direction. Sure. Yeah. I think that's what was most disappointing for me is like I've generally loved a lot of these um Kiyoani movies that are tied into the series. Yeah. And then for this one to come off just I don't want to say tone deaf even, but it just feels that's kind of it, yeah, tone kind deaf. of tone deaf to its own series feel it just felt wrong. Yeah. It just felt so wrong. Which is unfortunate. Yeah. Again, production, everything is good. Yeah, it looks incredible. I think that goes without saying at this point. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think you'd be hard-pressed to argue that QAnny doesn't do animation well. Um, Even if you don't necessarily care for their style. So, who's your favorite character? Kumin. Kumin? I think, like, I am not really a one to like sleepy characters. Yeah. But I found Kumin so endearing mm-hmm. and innocent. And the way that she looks at them is like they're just having fun. Her kind of not understanding uh, why they act the way they do. I find it's kind of, fun. as I said, I find it charming. It's uh, her kind of innocence with that. 
And the way that she kind of plays along when she can, too. Sure. Like, she thinks they're just playing a game. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, kind of. She just goes all in. Yeah, uh, she's got some really good lines. Yeah. Especially in the movie, she's got some really good she's lines. She's got some great lines in the movie. Like, she's got, like, five lines in the movie, and they're all fantastic. <laughs> she knows what's up. Yeah. Well, she knows what things should be. Sure. Um, yeah, like I said, my favorite character is Nibutani. Uh, just because I she's the kind of character that uh is kind of you know rough on the outside once you like <laughs> you see the true her mm-hmm. um she's kind of abrasive and and you know domineering but uh she has a really really good heart which is something that i really appreciate i would say i would say i like Nibutani. i find her a little too meddlesome sometimes sure but it's it's fine i mean there oh god i don't even want to think about where Rika and Yuta would be at if Nibutani wasn't around. Sure. I mean, that kind of goes back to something in season two, but I was really excited when Nibutani and Dekamori kind of like, when they kind of came to an understanding and are working together. Uh-huh. That was fantastic. Yeah. And then they revert it immediately at the end of the episode. And it's just yeah. like, you're so close to having this meaningful character change for the rest of the series. And <laughs> you choose to go back on it because it's something stupid. Yep. And it's it's just too anime sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I just don't want my anime to be typical anime. And that's just so typical, sadly. Yeah. For, you know, we've got these established characters. We can't afford to let them change or their interactions change. Gosh, that pissed me off. <laughs> I expect more. Yeah. Um, do you have any favorite scenes or moments? I know, like, it's a stupid moment, but when, uh, I think it was when Rico was out shopping oh, for yeah, yeah. the curry dinner, uh-huh. and she comes across cumin, <laughs> the spice, yeah, and just oh, the little jokes interaction that came off of that, I just found really cute. Uh-huh. Yeah. Also because I make fun of cumin, my mom made stuff with it too. Oh yeah, yeah. I would because I would kind of like call it human. You make you make the c the c sound softer. <laughs> yeah, human. Cheese. <laughs> pronounce the same. <laughs> I don't. Know. As I said, it's stupid. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that one, and then uh, I think the car chase at the end of season one is awesome. Yeah. Cartier's down to the scene at the beach. Yeah, the scene at the beach is definitely the most impactful scene, yeah. I think, throughout the entire series. That might be like the peak of Chunibyo right yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> um, yeah, that's my favorite scene, is the, the beach one. And then there's a the couple end. of Shichimiya scenes uh, in the second season I really like. Like, uh, I think it's the scene where Shichimiya talks to Rika on the pier. Okay. I really love that. Where they just kind of laying stuff out uh-huh uh, it just makes me really appreciate she because <laughs> she's actually willing to talk to people ultimately yeah just some arms though mm-hmm. that's really all i've got um question wise yeah original recording was better just just imagine this it was but like 15 yeah. percent better yeah 15 30 50 50 percent better oh yeah yeah this is trash yeah, the trash recording. <laughs> um, 
I don't remember if we scored it last time. Do we want to score it this time? Uh, I think we did go through okay. last time. Like, I know for season one, I really liked it. I think ultimately it comes across, comes across pretty well. Uh, I, I, I liked it. It would be a four out of five for me. Okay. I don't have any major complaints about season one. It's just a good, solid show. Sure. Um, for season one, I give it a 10 out of 10. I think it's absolutely fantastic. Um, there's, you know, some stuff that's kind of frustrating, but I feel like the journey that Rika and Yuta go on um, as characters mm-hmm. throughout the show pays off in a really, really strong way, mm-hmm. uh, which is something that I really appreciate. So Maybe I would have liked season one if I liked Rika more. Sure. That, then that's completely fair. I mean, yeah. she's a main character, so... Yeah. It's like I found myself, I think, liking some of the side characters. and I, mean, I like Yuta a lot. Yeah. I think Yuta's pretty interesting, uh, pretty well done. But yeah, I found Rika too frustrating most of the time. Sure. Though uh, her uh, little Heelys is very cute. Oh, yeah. Her, uh, yeah. A lot of stuff she does is really cute. Um, I have no complaints about that. It's just more of her personality sure. than her actions. Uh, what about second season? Uh, second season, I think, just kind of, uh, it, it it just failed on a couple of, not failed, that's too harsh. It It's like, the main story stuff felt stagnant, but the Shishimiya art brings it back up again. Mm. So I think I'd, I'd give it like a three and a half. Okay. Three, three and a half, somewhere in there, I think. Yeah. I think that's what I gave it. Yeah, I may may have sounded harsh on it uh, as we were talking about it. Uh, I do think it's a step down mm-hmm. um, from the season uh, before it, uh, but there is still a lot that I do like, uh, mm-hmm. even though the romance part of it was not what I wanted. So um, I gave it a four out of five, um, eight out of ten, I guess, since I said ten out of ten the first time. <laughs> 10 out of 5. 10 out of 5. No, not that good. Um, <laughs> but still still pretty strong. Um, what about the movie? Uh, I I don't hate the movie. <laughs> but I didn't like it either. So I'd be like a 2.5 out of 5. Yeah, that's kind of uh, where I'm at as well. Yeah. yeah. Like There was some good stuff. And it's still Kiyoani. So, again, on production side, it's going to hit high marks on everything. But just as it's just kind of a mess, it kind of reminded me about how I felt about the Love Life Sunshine movie, where it just feels kind of too hectic and tried to do too much without really doing anything. Yeah. Just kind of a weird mess that just doesn't, do anything of value yeah it just it feels like there's very little progression as characters you gotta <laughs> what i was gonna say something might be a spoiler what oh the the ending yeah yeah i mean Isn't sure like bump it back up a half point kind sure, of thing sure i'll go up to a three <laughs> why not you know i did i did get that sure um but yeah We've said our piece on it. Mm. Um, I think it just could have been done so much better. It's just unfortunate. I had such a high high bar for it and just didn't meet it. 
what you're supposed to do is you strip it down where the movie is just Yuta and Rika getting closer. That's what you should do there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Focus on them and their relationship. Yeah. Like, they should be like 90 to 95% of the movie yeah. and have everyone else be supporting and not like co-mains at or that point. antagonistic. Yeah. Yeah. You you take out the antagonist part of it and you just make it like a relation. Because that's what Tomiko Love Story did. Yeah. It made it just a relationship movie. But there's no like overarching, you know, impending doom or anything. And you just make it about their relationship. And that's that's how you should do that. But yeah. I don't know. If or no. if you're going to do like a road trip movie, make it like the K-On movie and make it not about their relationship really just make it about them or you know i don't know i guess it would still be about their relationship but make it fun yeah make it weird drama yeah angsty you know weird chase movie yeah yeah there's a million other ways that they could have done this but yeah whatever Now's probably a good time to bring up what we read about Toka. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that's that adds a weird wrench into things. It's really bizarre, honestly, because I don't know how this story works without Toka. Um, but apparently, um, Toka, uh, Rika's older sister, who's a chef, uh, is an anime original character, and these are based off of light novels, I believe. Yeah, um, completed. I, I believe Junji uh, is done. I believe that's the case as well. Um, but without... Yeah, it's only four volumes. Yeah. Um, yeah, without Toka, I don't know... Like, how do things... I don't know how happen. anything gets done, yeah. Yeah, because she's kind of a weird driving force throughout. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether she's there or not, like, her actions kind of reverberate through. So it's hard to imagine... Chunibyo without Toka. Maybe the mom plays a bigger role. Yeah, like there's got to be some... Or, I mean, things just totally go in a different direction. It's possible as well. I mean, neither of us have read or... I've never... I mean, have you yeah. thought about reading the White Novel? I don't think they're out in yeah, English, may so... Not be. I would probably read them if they were. There's only four of them. I mean, that seems digestible. Sure. Yeah, an afternoon. Some people maybe. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, any other comments or thoughts or anything? You like the OPs, EDs? Uh, I think I like the animations. I like the OP and ED visually. Mm-hmm. The music doesn't stand out to me. My memory. I remember one of the EDs being reminiscent of a K-On ED. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what the music was like, I don't really remember. Yeah. Very gifable. Yes. Though Sally doesn't need good gifts of what she needs that I found. At least not of Kuma. Mm-hmm. That's all I care about. <laughs> um, yeah, OST I have no recollection of. Being solid. If you have no recollection of the OST, that's solid. I think there was a an insert song in the movie though that we both really liked. Maybe, but I can't remember what it was. Now. It's just been too long. Yeah, it's been too long. 
I don't really feel years. like rewatching the movie right now. <laughs> Ten years, <laughs> yeah, that long. We, um, it's been a while since we recorded. Yeah, yeah it has been. Um, but yeah, I think uh, that'll do it for this one. Um, if you would like to let us know what you think of Love Chunibio and other delusions, uh, you can hit us up on our uh, various social medias. We're on Twitter at anime underscore arcade or on Facebook at facebook.com slash anime arcade. We are on Instagram at the underscore anime underscore arcade. Um, our email is mail.animearcade at gmail.com and our website is animearcade.net. Uh, hit us up on any of those. We'll get you an invite to our Discord where you can uh, come hang out with us, uh, watch anime, play games, tell us your thoughts on uh, Love Chunibyo and other delusions. And uh, yeah, I think without uh, further ado, that'll be the end for this one. So thank you all for listening and we'll uh, catch you next time. Peace. Intro. Intro. Are you going to try to do the intro again? No. No? No. It was so good last time. Was it? I would actually have a response this time. Okay. Because, uh, like, I don't even you would, remember. You would, like, introduce, I think you would introduce yourself as one of them, and then you'd say, and I'm with space guy. I said, I'm not a space guy. I'm, I mean, whichever one you decide not to go with. Uh, uh, ramp yourself up there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even remember. How did I start the last one? You probably start off with like, Hello! I'm the Dark Flame Master. Keeper of the Dark Flame. <laughs> I don't know what Yuta does. And I'm here to talk about Chunibio and other delusions with, you know, Eric or whatever. And I would say, like, fool, I'm not Eric, <laughs> I'm the Wicked Lord. I see. I'm the <laughs> Wicked Lord. <laughs> uh, what was it? Reality rejected and synapses, synapses shattered. shattered. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, what was the, the entire line? Something, something, this world. Um, if I can look that up. <sighs> Let's see if there's like a list of lines on her. Reality rejected Snapchat to be banished from this world? Yeah. Perish enveloped in the flames of darkness. <laughs> it's up to you. I don't know. I'm so embarrassed. Why? Because it's Chuny. Come on, you're you're an adult. You shouldn't care what people think about you. <laughs> I care too much. You should be past that.
Should I? Yes. Oh. It's your fault for picking this show. You know, you're right. That is <laughs> true. Yeah, this is on me, huh? <sighs> okay. Okay. 